Thank you for joining our Transform 365 podcast, a discipleship and teaching ministry of SWCC. We pray this teaching helps you to grow in your journey with Christ. We have some great resources available for you on Transform365.com webpage. Feel free to download discipleship materials, small group teaching, as well as peruse our training workshops. Also take time to visit www.swcc.org for videos, teaching, and more. We thank you for listening and your support, and we would love to hear from you. So use our contact page and drop us a line. Now for our podcast teaching. Hello and welcome to the Transform 365 podcast. Uh, Today we are live recording. I'm Pastor Cody and this is... Pastor John. We are doing an interesting topic today. And I think it's one that um, we definitely need to focus on. We need to study a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, we as believers need to really focus in on because it has to do with the church. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think it's uh, an area that sometimes we take for granted. Um, and it's an area that sometimes gets overlooked. Uh, it's an important area. And we're not just saying that because we're pastors, John. Um, it's because uh, Christ died to create this very thing yeah. that we call church. And the, one of the reasons why, um, when you asked me a couple weeks ago, what should our next podcast be on? I said, let's do something on the church. And I was thinking and praying about this subject for a long time. And I told Pastor Cody before um, we even started this podcast that it's not its not going to be real theological. It's not going to be, you know, we're going to read a couple verses from the Bible, but I think it's coming more from the heart of what church really is to me and i'm sure you have your perspective i have my perspective but i I wanted to talk about this because when because especially when you know after covid it seemed that the church kind of um i hate to use the word died down (laughs) cody but uh, it you know it's the the attendance level went down for some reason oh yeah for sure and uh but that's across the board yeah Mm -hmm. not only here at southwest but i think throughout the whole world that um attendance has gone down and and people look at the church differently now in you know in in respect of attendance wise and um you know in in hebrews 10 25 whoever the author was says that let us not give up meeting together some translators say congregating together as some are in the habit of doing but let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching so how do i want to i wanted to attack this um subject in a a personal level you know not because the church is you know what do believers do what do christians do we go to church right Mm -hmm. and for some reason some christians today say oh we don't have to go to church but this passage tells us let us not you know Give up meeting together, congregating. That's the word. Um, I forgot the Greek word on that, but you know what we're talking about here. I think the um, the one that I hear the most is uh, you know that Peter calls us. Um, he calls us priests, um, and so I'm a I'm I'm my own priest, so yeah. I don't need a pastor. And um, and that that is true. You are your own priest, meaning um, you have a direct access to God. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, you don't need to go through a pastor as a mediator. You don't need to go to anybody as a mediator because we have Christ is our ultimate mediator. And so now we have uh, the right to approach the, the throne room of God Yeah, is really what that teaching is. And so that's a misunderstood passage if you're taking that to mean you don't have to attend the assembly. But um, you bring up a great point in that passage. And I think, you know what, why don't we, for the sake of today, mm-hmm. let's just stay in that passage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so to give the full context of the passage, let's start in verse 19, I think. Right. Mm-hmm. Therefore, brethren, since we have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he inaugurated for us through the veil, That is his flesh. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled, cleaned from evil, uh, evil conscience, and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds, Mm. not forsaking our own assembling, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as the day is drawing near. Mm. So we start right off the bat. It's Mm -hmm. uh, the writer of Hebrews, like you said. Um, We don't really know who it is, and people have their own theories. Mm -hmm. I have my theories. John, you have your (laughs) theories. That's for sure. But it starts right off the bat that um, it's saying, hey, listen, um, Jesus here is, uh, you know, he's he's created this thing that we call church. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Let's let's come together. And it starts off with the brethren. Right. So we are called brothers. We're called, uh, you know, children of God, Mm -hmm. all because of that holy blood that was shed on the cross of Calvary, which was Jesus's. And so he's building this idea of, you know, because of that, we can approach. Because of this, we're family. Because Mm -hmm. of this, let's, uh, you know, go in to the house of God. Let's, because of this, have our full assurance because um, we have been cleansed. And even our conscience has been cleansed Mm -hmm. by the sprinkling of the blood, right? And that that is significant because the priests used to go in at, at, um, you know, Yom Kippur, and they would, uh, or the Day of Atonement, and they would take the palm branch dipped in the blood of the lamb, and they would sprinkle it inside of the naos, the Holy of Holies. Mm-hmm. Um, they would go in and they would sprinkle it while, you know, quoting a psalm. And they would do that around the uh, Holy of Holies, especially, um, you know, around the Ark of the Covenant. And that was what also helped the um, forgiveness of sins. Well, the writer is saying, hey, listen, we have that forgiveness of sins to the point where we have a sprinkling on the inner man in his conscience, knowing that we have been, you know, healed of wrong sins and forgiven. And he's painting that to build to verse 23. Mm. That's really what this idea is. Mm-hmm. When he says, therefore, he's kind of taking the summary of everything that he's talked about. He's going into this, um, you know, uh, an idea of, okay, so 
because of these things, because Christ has made us this person, because he's given us this new identity and this forgiveness, and he's drawn us into a family, he gives us actions. And that's why he says in verse 23, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering uh, for he who promised is faithful. And then he says, and let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds. So, Mm. Um, he gives us the actions in the following verses, 23 to 25, based on this idea that Christ died to create this thing we call church. Yeah. Very well put, brother. Yep. Yeah. So the next question I would ask, um, well, it's not a question. Well, then, you know, you perfectly laid down or laid out what, what the Bible says about why we come to church yeah right? perfectly laid it out there so why do people get ideas that coming to church is not important why do they make excuses and again i'm coming at a personal level here and i'm, I'm glad you laid that laid it out the way you did brother cody because you know it's in the it's in the word of god mm-hmm. it's in the bible mm-hmm. so th- th- this could mean are, are are people not being taught well about you know about church um people think uh church is something that you know oh i i do it because my parents came so i you know i'm coming because i was brought up that way i don't think that should be the real reason why you come to church the real reason you should come to church is because you are what you just said right now what christ did for us right we're believers we have been cleansed by the blood of our lord jesus christ and um yeah. You know, our sins were forgiven. So so meeting together with other people, just like a family does, right? What happens when a family doesn't meet together? There there's not a, there's not a bond. A yeah, they bit. drift and there's not a bond. It's important that we meet as Christians at church, at, at whatever you may you at this wherever you may meet in a building or whatever whatever wherever it may be, because it's important for the bonding, for the fellowship, for for you know, praying for each other, worshiping together hearing God's word being preached, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I think it's extremely important. And and if you've um, been told that it's not important to come to church, I think you have been told um, something that's not correct. So, yeah, you're being misguided because yeah. we, should never, um, we should never ignore uh, things that are written in Scripture, um, even if we don't understand them. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, so that's kind of just a background in Scripture. I mean, we should always seek the understanding of it. Yeah. So even if it's a hard-to-understand thing. Mm-hmm. But then when it comes to something like this, this is so intense and so strong. I mean, we read the Acts of the Apostles, and it's because it it's the formation of the church that it's an entire book dedicated to the disciples um, putting in, putting forth maximum effort yeah. in creating what, well, in in uh, building what Jesus died to create, and so it it behooves us, it 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 should give us an extra vigor to figure out, okay, um, you know, if Jesus died to create this, then this is important, and I shouldn't neglect it, and I shouldn't hate it, I shouldn't talk bad about it, right? Mm-hmm. Um. But you brought up a great question. Then why do people still not go or ignore it and things like that? Yeah. And I think um, I think really when that comes down to, Pastor John, is um, people just have bad experiences. Mm. 
um, many people that I talk to um, out in the street, you talk to people and they're like, oh, well, yeah, I used to go to church. Yeah. Um, and I used to be involved uh, or I used to go to this place or that place. And it ultimately comes down to a bad experience um, where either the church took advantage or the people took advantage. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's going to, because church is people and not a building or a structure, um, it's going to suffer from the same fall and corruption that people suffer and I don't say I'm not saying that to apologize and make it uh, say that it's okay if that has happened to you. Um, and I'm not saying that it's okay that maybe your pastor had a mistake and um, you know fell to the flesh or something like that, and mm. things were revealed, and that's why you walked away. I'm not saying it's okay if maybe somebody took advantage of you in a way. Um, but what I'm saying is is um, because the church is based on people, right? Going to 1 Corinthians 12, mm-hmm. um, we are the church, we are the body, we're the hands, the feet, the mouth of Jesus. That means that we're going to have the same faults and failures as any fallen person, right? Jesus died to present us perfect, mm-hmm. um, but that's because we're veiled in him. So that, that, that's, you know, the beauty of grace. And I shared this the other night with the kids at youth group. I said, you know, um, there's this quote by Reliant K. They're a Christian punk band. I, I really enjoy their music. But um, <laughs> they say, um, you know, the beauty of grace is that it makes life not fair. And that's the truth. Oh, wow. Is that um, that is the beauty of grace. Yeah. We deserve punishment, but because of Jesus, we don't get it. Right, right. We deserve to be outcasted, but because of Jesus, we don't get it. Right. Um, sometimes we deserve to be praised, mm. um, but, you know, because we're part of this body, we don't get it, right? Yeah. And that's the beauty of grace is that it makes life not fair, is that things happen. And I'm not just saying roll with the punches, but um, what it means is we need to continue to seek growth in our relationship and understanding. Right. And I think what it comes down to is if you've gotten a bad taste in your mouth, um, rather than staying home and keep swallowing it back, um, it would be just like anything else in life, right? If John, if, if you, you know, um, bit into a croqueta, right. And there's this big chunk of, of, pig fat still uh, in it that yeah. hadn't been grinded up right for those of you that don't know basically um croquetas are all the leftovers made yummy okay and, <laughs> and deep fried but let's just say that um you know you you bit into that yeah. are you just gonna chew it chew it chew it and swallow it down no no man you're gonna find the closest trash can or yep. napkin and spit that thing out and that's the same thing with um your your um, the church that you attend or the pastor you sit under or mm. whatever it might be, your experience in that is that if you've had a bad experience, mm-hmm. um, it's just like eating. Basically, um, you spit it out and you go look for something, uh, that is palatable, right? Yeah, You're not going to stop eating. You're going you're gonna to continue to eat, but you're going to look for the better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So spit it out and yeah. you know, don't keep chewing it. 
Yeah. Um, don't keep reliving that trauma in your life of, man, this pastor did this thing. Go find a pastor that is living biblically and teaching biblically. And the Lord will lead you the right way. You know, the Lord, the Lord sometimes lets things happen in our lives where, you know, you ask yourself, why, why am I going through this? Why, why is it I've been to five churches and I can't find the right one? Keep on going. You know, don't give up. And this God's, you know, God's involved, and He's going to lead you the right way. Yeah. And um, you know, I wanted to kind of, and that's what you said right now, brother. It's, it's great. But uh, I wanted to say something about. So someone might might say, well, you guys are pastors. You guys, you know, you guys live at the church, right? You guys are here every day. You know, we're not here every day. You know, we have a regular job, and sometimes, you know, we are stressed, overwhelmed. We work too much, and you know, Sundays are our only day to to relax, mm -hmm. to watch football, or to, you know, whatever, mm -hmm. to be with family time. Um, is 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 that an excuse for not to congregate? I don't think so. I think still, like you, like you laid it out a little while ago, that it's still important to come, even though you might be stressed out, even though you might be overwhelmed, even though you're tired, you know. And I, and, and I, I understand that sometimes, some Sundays, you don't feel like going, you don't go. Yeah. But you have you have to make a consistent effort to come if you want to you know follow the ways of, of what of what the bible teaches about us congregating being together meeting together yeah it's 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 very important and i'm not saying this because because we're past i'm just, and even before i became a pastor it was so important for me to go to church because i knew this is where my blessing is, is gonna this is where i'm gonna get blessed you know at church being around other believers you know hearing god's word worshiping yeah you know in the, in the fellowship that you have with your with other brothers and sisters in christ is so important it is so important you get to hear what they have what's going on in their lives and, and they can hear what you what, you know what's going on in your life and then you can pray for each other give advice it's extremely important yeah to um and, and to that's that's where um the writer of hebrews gets into verse um 24 he says you know that this is how to consider how to stimulate one another yeah. towards good deeds, right? So you come and congregate, um, and part of the reason why you come is for the one another's in your life, mm -hmm. the people that you call brother and sister. Mm -hmm. um, you know, being able to come up to somebody and say, man, I had a really horrible week. And I need you to pray because I'm I'm thinking of, you know, looking for a new job. Yeah. Right? Or I had a fantastic week and I just wanted to tell you that, you know, hey, that, that thing that, uh, you know, the doctors were concerned about, it's nothing. And I wanted to tell you and, and I'm excited about that. Those are the types of things, right? That's that's the part of the purpose of coming here is for the one and others in your life. It's to come and, and serve and grow together. Mm. You know, the body of Christ is only as strong as the weakest member. And to be honest, if you sit at home, um, then you're just basically a hand sitting all by itself. Right? That's right. Um, you know, if if either of us amputated a body part, right? If I cut off my hand and just left it here, it's not going to be able to take over the podcast mm -hmm. for us. Mm -hmm. You know? Um and, and that's kind of the mentality that people think when they say, um, I'm... I'm not part of a church. Well, that's the local body. That's right. And that's where you should be plugged in because that's where we complete each other and become the hands and feet of Jesus. Yeah. COVID has 
done um, good and bad. You know, um, you know. Let's speak about the good a little bit. You know, you know, for those who can't come and drink, maybe because they're handicapped, or maybe because they're, you know, they're at that age level where they can't make it, or they don't have a transportation or whatever it may be. It, you know, technology has has helped people to stay home and and you know watch hear sermons or you know call it if you want to call it church call it church but but um but for the people who the bad thing is that people have become really lazy and you know it's it's the truth right <laughs> it's the truth you know they have become lazy that um you know I'm, I'm not gonna waste my um gas money and drive to my church that's about 20 minutes away i'm just gonna stay home and watch it at home you know you're 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 missing out in the experience of being here yeah John, what is walking through those doors there? I'm sorry to cut you off, but no, it's okay. uh, Walking through those doors and meeting people, sitting down, um, you know, getting ready, reading the scriptures, you know, praying. It's it. It is so good to do those things, especially and 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 I'm gonna be honest. At home, you're not gonna be doing that because you're at home, and people think, oh, I just need to listen to the sermon. I'm good. No, 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 no. Come on, let's let's talk real here. You need to be at church. You need to be around believers in order to experience this this thing that we have here at our church every Sunday. And, and that's just the fellowship, the preaching, the teaching, the singing. All that is, again, extremely important. Yeah. And uh, let me ask you, John, because yeah. you're, you're saying to those that, you know, because of the comforts, that were created during COVID, mm-hmm. and it's still a good thing because there's still people that get sick, yeah, uh, that have surgeries, um, you know, maybe that uh, can no longer drive, mm-hmm. um, you know. So having the video online is fantastic. But um, what what is the name Ecclesia Church? Okay, what does it name mean? What is the what is the Greek definition of church? Like what we what you just said here, it's the, the 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 congregating together, the meeting together, the, the, the called out, the, one. the called out ones, right? Okay, so if I'm sitting in my home, mm. am I fulfilling the church? No, sir. And I think that's the point: is we need to remember what we are called to do, mm-hmm. right? Jesus's last command was go, <laughs> literally. Go, yeah. Go. Don't stay here. Just get up and go. Mm-hmm. And I think we've lost the get up and go, um, especially when it comes to church. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and now obviously the rest of that in, in Matthew 28 is, you know, um, all authority in heaven on earth has been given unto me. Mm-hmm. You know, go make disciples of all the nations, baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and lo, I'm with you always. But the idea is that even in the name of the church, we are called to go outside of ourself to be together. Mm-hmm. And so if we really think about it, back in, in, in the Roman times when Hebrews was being written, okay, mm-hmm. um, more than likely it's under around Emperor Nero's time, mm-hmm. okay? Emperor Nero, for all we understand, has already um, probably burnt down Rome and blamed the Christians for it. Right. Mm. And so you can still visit the catacombs today 
which is the burial places, the like family burial, communal burial burials in Rome. And you'll find painted on the walls of the catacombs, these frescoes of Christian symbols, the Cairo, the fish, right? Mm. That's where we get the Jesus fish. Mm-hmm. Uh, you won't find WWJD up there, but you'll find, <laughs> you know, images of like a shepherd holding a lamb. And those were symbols to the Christians at that time because persecution was becoming so severe. Mm-hmm. They knew that, hey, listen, when we, when we come back here, this is where we as Christians are going to congregate and sing and encourage each other and prod each other unto good works. Mm. They're meeting in morgues, basically, and they weren't forsaking. They yeah. were remembering to be the called out people that Christ had called them to be. They were remembering to get together. And and the writer of Hebrews, though, also calls out some people as he's writing this. He's like, hey, listen, this has become a habit for some. Right, mm-hmm. because now that we're not in the Jerusalem church, remember they used they were allowed for a little while to actually congregate in the temple, mm-hmm. and then this you know crazy Nero starts persecuting Christians and and you know uh, Caiaphas starts his stuff and and all the you know temple leaders start doing their stuff and they kick out and chase out the Christians. And so they're hiding in catacombs. They're meeting in the woods. They're mm. doing whatever they can to to congregate and meet. In and they're doing it, and they're staying active in it, mm-hmm. right? No matter what it took, they were going to go because my faith is going to build this guy's faith. My story is going to encourage you in the market to live for Christ, and that's the idea here that the writer is saying. And and even though the persecution um, was heavy, he was saying, "Hey, listen, don't don't forget it." As some people, you know, now that we're not meeting in the temple, um, it you know they're they're staying at home because they're afraid. Don't be like that, you know. Um, you're still the called out ones. Yeah. You're still the assembly. Yeah, and that's important. And I think, you know. Um, we've lost sight of that we have you know um it's a shame. christians uh because of the comforts i guess that formed and the habits i mm-hmm. guess you'd say mm-hmm. during covid mm-hmm. um turning online or coming in person has become the thing for them but you know uh if if the early church saw it as important to still congregate and meet in these you know candle lit catacombs deep under the ground so they could praise the name of Jesus and encourage each other and just hear the rallying cry from whoever was leading because they had pastors then yeah um that was that was important to them that should be important to us we need I think to, it needs to be taught more habits. right brother it needs, I think it needs to be taught more what you just said there I think a lot of people don't especially new Christians don't really know the history of the church and they think um you know church is just you know, for me, I, church begins on a one, on on Wednesday. You know, this is just I'm personally speaking for myself here, and that's and you were you brought up a uh, an important word habit. Like I I'm teaching my family this habit of church starts or on Wednesday. We have ministry night here at the church on 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 Wednesdays, and and Wednesday builds up all the way 
to Sunday. Should build should build up all the way to Sunday. Oh yeah. So so this is this is what I'm trying to I'm training and I'm teaching my, my, my family here that, you know, churches starts Wednesday and we and I'm not saying church doesn't start Monday and Tuesday, but Wednesday is when you okay, ministry night. Thursday, you know, stay in that spirit of 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 worship, of 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 you know, being reading the scriptures, praying, doing the the, the church. I mean, the um, yeah, the spiritual disciplines that we are um, accustomed or are taught to do in the in the scriptures, and then Friday comes, and then Saturday comes, and Sunday comes church. You know, and 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 get into a habit. Like if you can't, like if you think, oh, if you wait to Sunday to get ready to go to church, there's a good possibility you might not you might not go because yeah. you, you, it's like, oh, I woke, oh, today Sunday, okay, it's time to go to church. But if you have it in your mind, it's just, it's just a habit in your heart that you, you know, each day is building up to that Sunday, and you can't wait to get to that day Sunday, and and it, it'll 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 you know it'll bless you and it'll, it'll help you to understand and help you to get into that mode of being in that type of spirit, if you want to call it that. Spirit. Yeah, and and I would tell somebody that's searching because you know maybe they they're one that they are like you know it. Um, Maybe the preaching is too weak for them, mm -hmm. or maybe they don't like the music, mm -hmm. or um, maybe they're just looking for a congregation and there's not that many in the area they're they're in, mm -hmm. right? There's mm -hmm. not that. Um, still go. Don't get out of the habit, yeah. right? Um, and that's what the writer is encouraging with. You know, it is a habit. This has become a habit of some not to congregate. Mm. You know, um, number one, uh, never blame a pastor for your own spiritual growth. No. Um, you know, because, yes, it's a pastor's uh, duty to open the word and give it, um, give it and share it in context and fully. Um, and the Lord talks about, you know, the, the teachers, you know, and, and James, like, says, you know, you shouldn't. Um, want to become teachers be uh, so quickly because you in, in invoked a stricter judgment. Right. So there's that idea of you know we're accountable for what we say and how we act and things. But you you're responsible for your personal growth, right? right? We're responsible for the growth of the church in general and guiding in the worship of Jesus mm. and being the shepherd overseer. Um, the guide, right? That's, you know, all the titles that scripture uses for pastors. There's pastor, teacher, overseer, bishop, right? Um, those types of things is, is all part of the, the, the guidance and the protection, right? So we, me and John, if we notice somebody um, just kind of falling into a pattern of sin, um, we're supposed to go up and talk to them about it. Mm-hmm. Now, today, people typically, they'll get offended and they're like, well, I'm not coming back. And, you know, you're not letting us do what God appointed us to do, but, you know, we'll, we'll pray for you, whatever. You and know. if you're not coming to church, how are we supposed to know? And that's that's <laughs> another one, yeah. But then there's the, you know, um, there's we're supposed to also guide you in what you're listening to and things like that. So if you come up to us and you're like, hey, listen, I heard this guy on the radio and it sends up a red flag, you know, we can tell you, oh, well, you know, that guy is maybe not biblical, mm. you know, and those mm -hmm. types of things. Mm -hmm. So we're, 
you know, that is part of the shepherding that we're called for um, and to and Mm -hmm. towards. And so um, that's that's part of this right here. Yeah. But there's that one another aspect that you're depending on the people in the congregation. You know, Sunday is really like the big cheerleading uh, section. It's like a giant pep rally. Mm. We are um, coming up and we are cheering on the Lord for all he has done. We're listening to his word for guidance and instruction, Mm. but we're not just there for, you know, a fill up during the week. Yeah. You know, that's good. Yeah. Um, And then Monday you go back to the way you were. Yeah. If if you're just coming on Sunday expecting, you know, John or I or your pastor that you're with to fill up your tank and that's it, then you're forgetting about your responsibility, Mm -hmm. which is to, as as Jesus says in John 10, abide in his word, which is to remain and stay in his word. And, and, and that is an important aspect for you to grow spiritually. Um, because yes, we are responsible for guiding your spiritual growth, but we aren't responsible to force feed you to grow. And so, um, don't blame your pastor for where you are spiritually. Very good. brother. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I would recommend, um, if you're if you're new to all this you know all, all this church stuff that we're talking about is um i highly recommend taking or or reading a book on church history and when i took a class in church history it it turned my my whole thinking of what church is you know and and, and you what you're going to learn in church history obviously you can learn the history of the church and how it began and all that but you learn what men um did to corrupt it Yep. Yeah. But you also that. learned, but th- these guys that, these men that w- went through a lot of trouble, a lot of trials and tribulations just to get, for example, just for the word to come to certain people's laps, like we have it here. They've gone through death. They've gone through, you know, persecution, whatever it may be. You learn about these things and you start appreciating these things because, man, you know, I have an open Bible here because of Tyndale or because of, yeah, who, you know, whoever it may be. But it helps you to appreciate what we have here, what this, you know, why we come to church. You know, you you hear about the stories of people dying for the cause of Christ. You hear mm-hmm. people, you know, being persecuted. You know, their families killed or whatever it may be, and um, it helps you. It helped me a lot, and it almost you know brought me to tears to see that people did this. And I could just come, you know, come to church and just, yeah. you know, well, <laughs> just show it like, you know, flippantly, you know. And I don't want to do that. I want to come here because I, well, first of all, because the... It says also, all the while, while the day draws near. Yeah. And, and you know, for right now, let's just put it in these terms. Right now, the church in India, mm. right now is their day. Yeah. Right? Um, mm. They're experiencing that day. And because of the strength of the church and the formation of them being a body and coming together and caring for each other and prodding each other on, um, they're meeting in the in the jungles in India and they're just they're still having church, mm. but they're also caring for one another. And um, I would say uh, they're stronger today, even though there's open persecution than they ever have been. And um, that is also part of why we meet. You know, I say it a lot, and um, I, I I pray it's true for everybody that congregates at Southwest Community Church, is that if something happened to our building, um, 
you know, I pray everybody would still show up every Sunday and just meet on the field. Yeah. You know, because we're not, um, we don't, we're not restricted by this building. Yeah. You know, um, Southwest Community Church is every person that is seated in the congregation. Yeah. Yep. From the child that was just born uh, to the one that's in, you know, the nursery, you know, to the high schooler that's running the soundboard to, you know, uh, the 80 year old that, you know, um, can barely walk and has to sit in the back, you know, but, but whatever it is, they are part of the body. And I love it because you look at like Wednesday, like you said, and you have like every age group represented, um, in serving and, mm-hmm. and being a part. And yeah. that's important because that is the body. So, yeah. And also the, not, I know we're beating up on people who, who are, who are not attending, but you know, we also appreciate the, and we are, we know who you are, you know, Pastor Cody and myself. We know the the saints that come and they truly appreciate being here. You know, they they serve wholeheartedly. They, you know, they do whatever they do to just to help, and they and they and you could tell by you know the how the, they worship and how they study God's word and how they ask questions and they always asking to help and where can we serve and. You know, we there's people still there's still people out there like that, and thank oh, yeah, God for, for that sure. because for sure. and we see it. I see it every Sunday. I'm always looking out and just you know we always we always notice the people that are and, that are really you know. Focused. And if I may, I, I would say that we're not doing this study because we have like a whole congregation hiding out um, in their <laughs> in their rooms right now. Um, we still have maybe a couple people that are, are doing that through COVID, um, but we actually our church has grown. Oh, yeah. um, since COVID, because mm-hmm. we decided to be ready and get active and have you know policies and things ready, so as soon as we re- reopened after COVID, we actually grew our church and our congregation is is doing well right now. So it's not because we shrink or anything like that that we're talking about this. Yeah. This is part of um, personal growth is getting active in the body and and going to church. That's why we bring it up is that if you are one of those that maybe you think um, listening to the podcast or watching the video is you attending church, it's still very vital and important that you go and get active and start serving and be part of a brother uh, and sisterhood at a congregation, at your local congregation. Yes, maybe the pastor, you don't like his teaching or something like that, but but you know, supplement that with the podcasts or whatever it might be. You need to get growing with people and side by side. You need that interaction with the brothers and sisters in Christ. You need that, that, um, that love of others that follow. And that is so vital and key and keep searching. Yes. You want to find a church that maybe you can get more plugged into and grow or whatever it might be, but you need it. You need the corporate worship where it's not singing about me, my, and I, you know, and, and the me-centeredness fades away because now everybody's lifting up holy hands to praise Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, you need that. You need uh, to be side-by-side um, side and just encouraging and prodding, as, as it says here, um, because that is important. Um, and, and we never know. You know what's going to happen and what tomorrow holds, and that's part of the reason why it's so important. So we need to to do that. And like I said, you know, we shouldn't just kind of shy away, back off, and um, 
ignore or say, well, I'm done away with, with church because of this, um, because Jesus died to create this thing. You know, it, the Bible tells us that the church is a mystery mm. um, that is now revealed. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it was, it, it's, it's, it's us that Jesus died to create the brotherhood and sisterhood, right. the, the called out ones. You brought up an important word there, Brother Cody, that growth and growth. You're not going to grow at home watching um, church at home. I'm just being honest here. It's, you know, you're not going to grow that way. You're going to grow here, person, being personally here, you know, again, just hearing God's word and fellowshipping with other saints that's how you're going to grow you know and, and growing is so important because this this world that we live in is a tough world we live in and if you're not a if you're not a mature that's another word for, you know for growth you know when you grow you become more mature in the word you yeah. become more mature in your yeah. in your spiritual life when those trials and tribulations come when those tough time comes you're going to want to know how to react yeah and you build off situations other people's faith right exactly yeah that's part of it you know in ephesians 6 when it says the shields of shield of faith part of the idea i remember paul is looking at a roman shield right Mm. that big um that big roman shield that you know has the boss on the end and everything that's like a three foot by four foot shield right and that was meant to protect you and lock into the person next to you and protect them as well yeah and that's the thing is when you start to fail in your faith and you have your shortcomings the brother or sister beside you is able to cover you and pick you up right and that's only going to take place as if you're in the assembly amen yeah yeah and so um that's so vital important yeah. And again, John, um, just to say why we brought this up is because, you know, um, un- unfortunately, you know, I, with with the um, I, I was in a position where I sat on a, a, a board for, um, you know, board of churches, plural, and um, an administration board. And uh, the reports would, were coming in constantly of this church closing, that church closing, oh, wow. this church closing. And this is a year or two, sometimes three, after COVID, just because um, no one, they opened back up the doors and people weren't coming back. Mm. And so the church had to close. And it was sad because this particular area in Miami, it went from having over 400 churches in this uh, in this gathering to now there is, I think, 258 wow. um, after COVID. So post-COVID... You know, and and I pray those people now uh, they're going out and they're getting plugged in yeah. in another church. Yeah. But um, you know, that's why we bring this up is because um, you know, this is it is an important topic. It is something that has affected, and um, I think it needs to be said for yeah. sure because the church is important. Um, the enemy wants the to destroy body. the church. You yeah. know, the enemy wants to destroy the church, and you know, in a way, you know, he's kind of getting his way in in, in certain sort of you know in such way but he's not a hundred percent done yet where we 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 still we are still here we're still fighting we're still this is spiritual warfare we're still gonna yeah fight and teach yeah. me and brother my my brother here we teach and and it's unfortunate these churches that he was talking about close that lets you know that these people were not well yeah. taught right yeah because if they're well taught you know you know they're they're gonna do their best to okay even though COVID did hit and it's time to come back let's come back yeah but they didn't come back well 
here's the deal is the church's main objective is to fulfill the great commission. Yeah. You know, um, worship is important. Um, but, um, it's not the main objective of church, right? That's something that kind of falls into, you know, secondary things, right? The main objective isn't to put on great ministries, now, ministries spring up because you want to grow people, right, in discipleship. So mm -hmm. that's, you know, it ends up kind of coming under the umbrella of the Great Commission. Um, but the, the church's main focus needs to be, um, number one, uh, reaching people for Christ yes. and then growing them in Christ. And obviously, as, you know, Jesus says, is uh, also to bring glory to the the Father in Him. So mm -hmm. I think those are the objectives of the church. And in, when we lose sight of that and it becomes a me-centered yeah. um, thing, that's when we kind of become disenchanted with church and we turn our backs. And and it's easy to do that. I'm not trying yeah. to beat anybody up. We we do that in any sin that we kind of uh, grab, gravitate towards. Um, and, um, you know, not congregating is something that we are warned a lot about and not to do. So if we aren't doing, if we aren't obeying scripture, then what are we doing? Yeah. We're sinning. So, right. um, you know, that's why I bring it up and point it out that way. Another important thing, um, brother Cody, that you always bring up is to, you know, if you notice somebody that hasn't been coming to church, you know, give them a call, see yeah. what's going on. And, and we do that here at the church. We, um, you know, we, we try our best to, you know, to see who's not, who hasn't been coming and then give them a call or an email, whatever it might be, to see what's going on. Because, um, you know, those, those people are believers, are, you know, our brothers in Christ. Yeah. And we, we need to take, we need, we need to. Oh, for sure. Pray for them and take care of them and, you know, help Spur them. Spur them on towards yeah, good works. Exactly. Now, um, and but that brings up a good point. Um. John, how many people are you? <laughs> yeah. I'm, and I'm, how many people am I? <laughs> and, um, you know, that's part of also being in a body is that we're all responsible for each other. Mm, great point. And we're all caring for each other. Great point. Um, and the responsibility of the pastor is the congregation, but yeah. not um, to, you know, we we can't. We can't chase every single person, mm -hmm. um, and you know we, uh, we 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 sometimes you just there's a million things to go on, and um, you know we're we're doing all these different ministry things. We're trying to live out the Great Commission mm -hmm. and formulate ideas that build around the Great Commission, and you know um, the body needs to be the body where you guys are connected as the Bible says in love, which is the connector. It's the sinews, right? It's the, it's the tendons. So you guys are the ones connected to each other as the church. Mm -hmm. And so when you see a brother or sister not sitting next to you, you need to call them. Yeah. Um, when you uh, hear of somebody that's sick, uh, rather than calling the church and being like, hey, church, you guys need to send this person soup. You are the church. Mm. Go bring them soup and then tell other people so they know. Then call the church, right? Preacher, brother. Um, <laughs> when you find somebody's in need, do the same, right? That's what we're to do. Yeah. You don't need permission from your pastor 
to help somebody out financially. You don't need permission from the pastor to to go visit somebody, right? That you're the church. Yeah. So it's important that we, um, all of us, and this speaks for me and this speaks for you, John. That's right. We all need to act as the church, right? And sometimes you can reach that person better than we can. Yeah, exactly. Just because we're the pastors doesn't mean that, you know, we can reach everybody or get in touch with everybody. Some people are intimidated to talk to a guy named, you know, that yeah. is called pastor. Yeah. And so, um, you, and you know, might be that person to restore that yeah. person back into the fellowship. Uh, with the Lord or back in fellowship with you know at the church and all that yeah and and, and it's 100% I'm 100% um, with you there brother Cody about how we're, we're the body you know it's not just me and me and him and it, everybody needs to put we're just pieces yeah exactly we, we need everybody needs to put their part in and once that once you do that you're gonna see how beautiful it works yeah you're gonna Amen. see how you know every, it's it works so perfectly and that's the way God created it to be the church yeah. amen to that yeah 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 well, brother, uh, any uh, closing thoughts or remarks that you want to say? Come to church. <laughs> <laughs> Don't stay you. home. <laughs> yeah. Don't stay home. Come to church. You know, try not, not try not to be late. You know, you always get those late stragglers coming in. I, I get so upset, especially I, I get really upset because, uh, you know, I'm in charge of doing the, um, the communion. And when people come, like, after communion, they're like, wow, you know, you're supposed to, like, kind of know already, hey, this is communion, Sunday communion, we're doing communion on Sunday, right? Let's try to get there early, wake up early, you know, because it's so important to 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 remember what, what the Lord Jesus Christ yeah. did for us. And that's um, that's very important. I think if I was going to say anything, closing remarks, you know, John's are uh, show up on time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um Mine would be to remember that the church is full of people that know that they're sinners saved by grace. Mm. Um, and um, the, the, the church is full of hurting people. Yes. Um, and so, um, you know, not to go to church because, um, you know, you're like, oh, well, that guy's, you know, got issues and that girl's got issues and this person talks bad about that person. That's why we're here. You know, um, there was a, a funny meme years ago that was like, you know, not going to church because of hypocrites is like not going to the gym because of <laughs> overweight people or out of shape people. And that's the same thing is, you know, um, they're there because they're working on themselves in the gym. right? Yeah. And people are here because they're working on themselves. No greater place than church to realize that we need the master physician. Oh, man. That's a good word, brother. Good way to end it. Well, I'm uh, Pastor Cody. I'm Pastor John. And thank you guys for joining us. Amen. God bless you. God bless. Thank you for joining the Transform 365 podcast, a ministry dedicated to helping you grow in relationship to Christ. If you want to know more, find us at transform365.com or on our church website, www.swcc.org, located in Miami, Florida. Until next time, remember... The only work in grace is to let grace work in you. God bless.